Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, the upsets, the victories, and defeats from this past week in the league. And we'll, of course, cover any other tomfoolery shenanigans and side bets the managers are up to and what we're looking forward to this coming weekend. It's week 12. Wow, here we go. We are... Just two games away from the playoffs. Things are coming together, uh, shaping up, but there's still a lot of opportunity for folks to clinch a seat, clinch a berth, or lose it in trying. So uh, lots to talk about. Let's cover what happened first in week 11. So let's see. I'm just going in the order that Yahoo presented them to me in our league. Uh, I won over Craig. I'm now 8-3. It's the highest score of the week, uh, plus 12 over the Yahoo projections. So not too bad. Craig was exactly at the Yahoo projections, which I guess good job Yahoo on this. Uh, my team did pretty well across the board, and Craig was saved from lowest score peril by Tyreek Hill on Monday night, who just went crazy pills for 33 points uh craig got a zero from trey burton and a negative one from his kicker didn't help but uh yeah i i got the win matt's now four and seven he beat scott who's now also four and seven uh scott had the lowest score of the week uh pat mahomes scored 47 points for matt on monday night in that great uh chiefs rams game uh so this looked fairly close until it wasn't close at all uh, although Todd Gurley only scored eight for Matt. That's his recent acquisition from the big blockbuster trade we talked about last week. And Dalvin Cook got a negative one for Scott. I'm not sure what went on there. Colin is now seven and four. He beat Tom, uh, who's now four and seven in the inverse there. Uh, and for Colin, it's Saquon Barkley was his star. This is no surprise. He got 33 points on the week. And Tom, Tom your, your core line just kind of, I don't know, took a nap, folded whatever we want to say, uh, Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, Tariq Cohen, uh, at least, you know, Leonard Fournette is back doing Leonard Fournette things. Uh, so we'll see how he does against Buffalo next, this next week. Uh, Pete got a win. He's now two and eight and one. And that win was against, uh, Brett and Beej uh, is now six and five. So for Pete, I mean, his new acquisition, Drew Brees looking like it was worth every trade, uh, that's a nice new acquisition. Peyton Barber and Josh Reynolds did well too for Pete. And on uh, Brett's side, it was sort of an off night for for Nuke for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, James Connor and Eric Ebron also were were not so good. I don't know. Good roster. Sometimes that's how the dice roll. Drew is at the top of the league still. He's nine and two. He squeaked out in a very close win over Glenn, who's now five and six. And Carson Wentz for Glenn was a literal. He scored zero. He could have just as well not have played a quarterback. Uh, so it's really hard not to argue with a game that close that he was basically one Josh Rosen game away or one like really pretty poor QB away from victory. Uh, and otherwise, both teams were really solid. So uh, good playing Drew and, and good playing Glenn. Good win uh, to Drew. And lastly, Derek is now 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. He beat up on John, who's now 7-4. and four. I guess, John, that curse doesn't apply to Derek. What's Derek doing differently? Probably a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, and uh, Jared Goff scoring 42 points was a big part of that win. So good job, Derek. Now talking about the overachievers and underperformers based on Yahoo scores, Derek, with that big win over John, was the biggest overachiever. He was 30 points over. 
And uh, Scott, I'm afraid with that lowest score, uh, he was 34 under Yahoo's projection. So you were the underachiever of the week. But actually, the scores, Yahoo projections are getting better over time, I think. There's more data on the season. Uh, but we had two people exactly hit their projection and a couple people be pretty close and closer than we've seen in past weeks. So I still don't trust it. I never will. But maybe it's a little better. Anyway. Uh, and then after all that chaos that happened Thursday through Monday, uh, actually just yesterday, uh, we had all our waivers and everything there. So talking about waivers, our first thing we want to talk about is the transaction of last week. And that's the transaction that happened that had the biggest impact or the most impressive with just a week's worth of hindsight. I got to say, the one for me, there's that ding, Pete grabbing Josh Reynolds for free for free with a game like that against the chiefs uh cooper cup is out for the season pretty much so um yeah uh that's that's a great pickup also you know just getting drew Brees. so pete uh some blend of that is the transaction of last week doing freaking well at that uh yeah I'd talk about trades, but the trade deadline is over, over as of last Saturday. And we had some big trades, but now all the action is on the waiver wire. Had some contested pickups. Craig got Matt Bryant, the Atlanta kicker, for $0 over Pete, $0. Thanks, waiver priority. Uh, and Craig plays Pete this week, so that's, uh, that's a nice little steal. Uh, also, Matt made the big move uh, for Gus Edwards, the Baltimore running back, over Brett and Pete. I think uh, he paid something like, what, 19 uh 12 something like that i don't have it in front of me just my notes and uh in addition matt threw some other money away he picked up cameron Brait, the replacement tight end for uh, oj howard in tampa for 19 dollars. and john spent some money splashed out he got nick van net of the seahawks for 11 dollars, and the tampa d for five dollars uh makes you wonder did they need to spend that money they did not uh, some other people who were a little wiser got some free agents. Pete, uh, who no longer has dollars, got Theo Riddick and the Dallas D. Matt got the Buffalo D for free. And Drew, this might be my transaction of the week right here. He got the LA Rams D for absolutely free. They were hanging out. Uh, they got dropped because they have a buy this week. That's just a good pickup. I wish. Uh, I got family in town, uh, and, and I just was not paying attention to the waiver wire, and that was my mistake. I would have loved to pick up that L.A. Rams D. Oof. But uh, Brett got Robbie Gould, the SF kicker. Craig, in addition to getting that kicker, also got Jameis Winston, uh, Tampa QB. Hard to argue with that on an offense like that in terms of fantasy points. They don't win games necessarily, but fantasy points. And I picked up Traquan Smith of the Saints. So, yeah, I think, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make Drew's L.A. Rams D pick up for free the transaction of the week. Drew, I really want you to lose to give me that buy and just give me bragging rights. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good, good pickup. Let's see. And, and with that, I think that does all the transaction, at least to date. Right now, it is Wednesday, November 21st at about 3 p.m., just a little before 3. So if you're like, hey, Chris, my transaction wasn't talked about. Well, it hadn't happened by now. Uh, yeah, but, you know, do what you need. And now we're looking at week 12 uh, with math. Let's see here. Checking the stats. We've got a lot to say. Of course, the thing that uh, I'm celebrating, as predicted, is that John got a loss, that Derek actually exceeded his projections against Don, uh, John there. Um, I'm not actually rooting for John to lose. I'm just I'm rooting for the stat- statistics to kind of normalize. I mean, 
John, as of last week, was scoring was being scored against by like 20 fewer points than anybody else. Now it's back down to like what a pedestrian like 16 or something. Um, yeah, it, it's it's still bad, but at least that gives me some faith that there's a little bit of order in the world. Uh, otherwise, we have a bunch of tight games this week, at least as the uh, as the projections on Yahoo, um, which we know are terrible, uh, but at least as those go. Uh, Glenn is my opponent this week, and he and I should have a very tight game. Glenn beat me last time we played earlier in the season, so I want that revenge, and Glenn wants to assert his dominance. So, uh, Glenn, I, I hope things don't go well for you. But everybody else, um, you know, I think that things look pretty tight, all told. And it's been a, it's been a pretty tight pack, especially in this second half of the season. And uh, we're starting to get a picture based on record of who's going to go to the playoffs. Uh, Drew has clinched a berth. He's in first place. I clinched a berth. Um, I'm, in, I'm in second currently with the record and the scores. But here's the thing. It really depends on the Brett and Tom game, at least how I'm looking at it. We have two more games in the regular season, so people can get a maximum of two wins. Now, if Tom beats Brett, the door is wide open because we have a lot of people who are four and seven. Uh, and some people who are, uh, you know, five and six, I guess. Um, but Brett at six and five. So if Brett gets a win to seven, uh, all the four and seven people cannot get to seven wins, and that would be it. Uh, so Tom, uh, I guess, make the drama proud. I don't know, make the drama. That makes no sense. Tom, if you win, it'll be very interesting, and I would like to talk about it. So, sorry, Beach. Uh, I'm rooting for Tom on that one. As far as any other drama for the managers, I would say, uh, Tom, you still owe a drink. Uh, Beach apparently is going to do a drink of some sort uh, due to rivalry week. We did not have the huge rivalry week. Uh, that's hard to say. But the, the big videos as a result of this. Gentlemen, come on. We need to be entertained a little bit. Um, but if you didn't make any side bet, no pressure. Uh, but still, it's it's fun to do. So, And maybe I missed a bunch at the brunch or, or whatever. But it seems like maybe uh, there should be a little bit to come out of it. And in terms of the chat, the chat has been great. Uh, we all been uh, fired up about that big game on Monday night and a lot of the trades. I would say GIF of the Week is going to go to Derek. Derek, uh, that going up 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 and down 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 from sesame street he just had a burning rage in that gif and it, it made me smile and i can't look away so derek once again gif of the week well done and also i mean big uh, big week for derek give the week and overachiever of the week man derek uh finally paying attention and doing good maybe he was paying attention the whole time but happy to see you um happy to see you doing well in terms of the matchups, otherwise, in real sports, I would say, for me, I'm really just fired up to watch a bunch of football on Thanksgiving. Uh, I've got family visiting us here in New York, in Brooklyn, and we've got games all day. You've got the Bears at the Lions. That has some fantasy implications, and it also has some real implications for the playoffs. Uh, the Washington team is at the Cowboys, again, a big, uh, big game for that. Uh, less so with the fantasy relevance, unless you're Drew playing AP. 
and uh, the Falcons at the Saints. So it's it's going to be a fun one, I think. When I looked at the schedule, those were three of the most fun games and most impactful games, and it's cool that they're all happening on Thanksgiving. So maybe I won't watch them all. You know, we got family, and we're hosting a big dinner and, and all that, but at least it'll be fun, and I think we'll have a lot to talk about uh, during the day and then also leading into Sunday. And as far as Baker Mayfield is concerned... Uh, let's talk a little bit about the news around the bakery. So he just came off by. He's been sleeping in, hibernating, as it were. Um, and, you know, I think I think he's getting stoked. Or wait, no, he, he woke up feeling dangerous last week. That's right. Uh, I'm just looking, and this is what you all tune in for, I'm sure, uh, is what his game is. And he's playing on Sunday, so he still gets... He still gets to have Thanksgiving at home with his weird family. Uh, I say that because all families are weird. And then he flies to Cincinnati from Cleveland. Maybe just takes a takes Uber to Cincinnati from Cleveland to play the all Ohio uh, Bengals Browns game there. Um, yeah, and he's he's coming into his own a little bit. I think he's he's gonna take all those calories he eats and sleep it off. But then by Sunday he'll finally wake up and and have a good game. Otherwise, in terms of my baking, uh, I'm making an apple pie, the one that I was threatening to make this past weekend. Uh, you know, I, I have an early day at work. I'm recording this at home after working from home, and I'm just ready to, to bake a pie. So got the crust ready to roll out. It's going to be good, good to share with the family uh, for the holiday. So I hope that you all are having an excellent holiday. Uh, eat too much, but also don't get sick. And... Uh, yeah, have an excellent Thanksgiving. I am thankful for this league. I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to talk to you all each week about fantasy football. And uh, yeah, thankful for, for everybody listening. So thanks so much. Have a wonderful holiday. And we will catch up next week. Bye. What? D-R-A-M-A. Drama. <laughs> right there. Yep, for